Hello. I just realised that this podcast has got 70 reviews on iTunes. So thank you everyone who has left a review and uh, average rating of five stars, which is unbelievable. I really appreciate it. It Supposedly it helps the podcast getting found. So if you could have a chance to leave a five-star review uh, or whatever you feel it's worth, I'd really appreciate that. If you also would enjoy the podcast at any stage, sharing it on your Instagram stories really helps as well in terms of other people discovering it. So without further ado, this podcast is brought to you by Om Apparel and by Small Changes. If you're a fella that does yoga, a lot of yoga, and you're tired of wearing like cut off jeans, don't know why you'd wear them. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you're wearing like short shorts or um, kind of makeshift um, tracksuit bottoms, then why not check out Om? They got loads of gear down there. They got vests, they got shorts, they got hoodies, they got chinos. They got the whole lot. So not just yoga stuff, but stuff for off the mat as well. And the reason why I've partnered with Om for so long is that they believe in sustainable manufacturing, in using recycled fabrics. And when you get their products through the post, you get them in recycled paper as well. I think this is so important because producing fabrics that are eco-certified is so much better for our planet. So if you go to om.com hashtag TYLP and you check out their full range of eco-active wear, you get a 15% discount off when you use the promo code KEVIN. So that's KEVIN at checkout for 15% off when you visit ohmme.com forward slash hashtag TYLP. Last and not least is small changes. OM is about looking good on the outside. All right, doing your bit for the environment, for everything around you. But what about your inner environment? You know what I'm saying? See what I did there? <laughs> Small Changes is, is, is a shop. It's an organic, eco-friendly, plant-based whole foods and products shop. Refills and juice bar. They got the whole lot with zero waste ethos. In Drumcondra and opening a new one here in Glass Devon, which is actually exclusive. I don't know if I can say this, but I'm going to say it. Uh, it's 40 seater. So they're opening a new build where you can go and actually have some lunch and do your grocery shopping. That's going to be opening at the end of the summer, I believe. So check out smallchanges.ie. If you're down there and you see Pada, feel free to send him I you were speaking to me or listening to me at least. In terms of a little bit of housekeeping before I introduce the guest, two things coming up is my handstand workshop on July 6th. That is in the Elbe Room, not Yoga Hub. So July 6th, there's five places left. We could take in 22 people in total. And then on the 27th of July, yes, in the Yoga Hub in Castle Knock, Junction 6, I'm hosting the teacher training open day at 3 p.m. Saturday. So that's a free event, the second one. You can come along if you're thinking about doing a 200 hour like I did a few years ago, then come along, ask questions that you have. And um, yeah, without that's it. That's all I've got to say for, for that for that intro. So without further ado, here is Nico Luce. Hey Nico, how's it going? Good. <laughs> Good to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too. 
this isn't planned as you said you don't know the questions yeah but um what i'm really interested to talk to you about is your your teacher training methodology and how you this 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 conversation and this idea for wanting to speak with you came from brian malone mm-hmm. um so brian malone is a, a, a colleague of mine who works in yoga hub and i was asking him i said what's what's nico like you know, i've heard a lot about him because he observed you in one of your teacher trainings yeah and uh he said that um there was one occasion where the the class were talking you know it's they're having doing an exercise and they're quite loud and you sat there closed your eyes cross-legged and waited for them to stop talking and i thought wow because i i've been in a lot of teacher training environments like josh summers for example who teaches you in as well will kind of um bit more formal will tell people to basically i go okay be quiet bryce who are dyson brownie they do a clap like i did at the start there and we can you know it's a synced clap together um patrick beach will kind of tell everyone just okay guys and so there's so many ways you can manage a room and what i'm interested in to talk to you about is how your how you manage and how your path has changed from when you first started teacher training to now because you've been Mm. doing yoga for a long time so when was the first teacher training that you you can remember how long ago was it Okay, first teacher training, I think it was 2012 Mm. that I taught it. Um, I co-taught it, so my friend Todd um, had a teacher training already, and he invited me to teach his teacher training. Mm, Okay. Mm. And since you started, so that's 2012? Yeah. Wow, okay. So since then and, and now, how have you changed in terms of how you manage a room? Because... Uh, I believe that's I, I, the reason why I'm, I'm so interested in this, by the way, is that I'm leading my first teacher training in September and I, I'm very comfortable talking in front of people <laughs> and teaching a class. But from what I've researched and experienced, teacher training is as much about teaching as it is managing a room. Mm-hmm. So my, my, my question to you is, how has your kind of skills changed and have you how have you developed that skill? Hmm. OK, so huge question there's so many (laughs) angles to that but talking about how do we call for attention um, we learn in different ways but uh, one of Mm. the most straightforward ways to learning anything is by demoing and then you demo that and then you you role model the behavior that you're looking for Mm -hmm. so if you don't go there how do you expect people to actually to go there? Mm-hmm. And um, so, so I'm always thinking, what is it needed from me in order to do that? As you know, there's a big part of, for example, of teacher training. We, in the way I, I structure mine is to, we start with a practice. And when I'm teaching the practice in the morning, um, I role model the way I'm asking them to teach mm-hmm. it because otherwise it, it would not be credible when I ask people for example to use different tones of the voice and I'm not you doing it mm-hmm. so um, I need to be very clear as to what is it that I'm teaching and am I demoing that mm-hmm. and and because the first impression that they will have is they being exposed to that Mm-hmm. And then you can draw from that on the rest of the training, the rest of the day. This is what we're focusing on today. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to go there first. Mm-hmm. You got to open the door and, and you have to do that. 
Mm. Otherwise, it's just not credible. We, you're asking something that you don't do, and it's like, well, wh- why would people do it? Yeah, yeah. It's like I love that thing you said. Um, the Tao that needs to be spoken isn't the Tao. As in, you need to lead by example. And I think actually, people, when you go through school life, we kind of have resistance to being told what to do. I, I think that. Hello. Oh. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so yes. By the way, we're in the uh, our podcast studio today. Is the, <laughs> the stock room of Yoga Hub. So yeah. Um, yeah. But um, but I think that's so true that I people are resistant to an authority figure. A lot of people are, and I I think that in a teacher training environment, people are really sensitive. You know, like people when I did my teacher training, there was, was not uncommon for people to cry, for people to get really emotional all the time, because it's so intense. You're spending all day there, so. You, it's really you have to be quite gentle and Mm -hmm. um in terms of like what you've learned over since you first started doing teacher training what have you found like doesn't work in things that you've tried out before that maybe you don't do anymore Hmm. or that you've seen perhaps Well, the, the first one is integrity and is what we were talking before. Mm. If, if we, we got to put ourselves in that position first for, to call for, for that action or that word or whatever qualities that we're invoking. So, so it starts with integrity, starts from walking the talk. Mm. The second one would be let's do it in the positive instead of talking what doesn't work let's talk about what works yeah is to to really see what where the students are at and to move organically from where they are at to to our intention to where we want them to go Mm. as opposed to coming up with a set idea that well today this is what needs to happen because it may not happen because they may not be there today so yes you have an intention and you have a plan and then you look around and it's, you got to start from where they are. Mm-hmm. And, and because we always start, uh, the, the, I, I always start the, the training, the morning with the practice. And then we, we do circle and we, there's space for them to express where, where they are at. Mm-hmm. I always start after the practice is always question time. And we any lecture and on anatomy or philosophy or biomechanics or teaching methodology, it always starts with, do you have any questions of what we've done? Mm-hmm. And and that is a great time. Or or we do a circle and where are you at right now? What what is it? What what is what's going on right now? And is one of my favorite things that I acquired um, in the last four or five years is using nonviolent communication. The the technique on hmm. what happened, how do you feel, and what is it what is it what is what are your needs? Hmm. And then they can express that. They can refer to the past, this is what happened. Uh, they refer to the now and their sensitivity. This is this is what's going on right now. This is what I'm feeling right now. And this is these are my personal needs. The fourth part of that is what is your request? then and making the distinction between needs and requests we all have personal needs we need to be responsible for our own needs Mm -hmm. but we can express the request and and for example 
someone could have gone through the the morning practice. I'm going to refer to what just happened today. So today we're in, in a yin theater training. Mm -hmm. It's day number two. The morning practice was an hour of yin and then an hour of yang. And yesterday we did the opposite. We did an hour of yang, an hour of yin. And tomorrow we're going to do half an hour of yin, then one hour of yang, and then half an hour of yin. The idea is to expose them to different combinations on how they can use it. The fourth day is going to be two hours of yin, so no yang. But then there's space after that to what happened. How did it feel mm. in your body? How do you feel in your mind? What works for you? What doesn't work for you? We don't have to be in agreement. Mm. And that's fine. For some people, they love warming up, creating heat, and then cooling down. Other mm. people, it's like, I love to start with the edge of yin, and then I can get into yang. It doesn't matter. It's like, w there are all different combinations, and it's not one size fits all. Mm -hmm. There's space for variation. There's space for personal interpretation. There's space for to explore. Mm. And, and if we can contain, one of the biggest things, and you said it, is we're not only teaching the, the content, but we are creating a context mm. so then we can deliver the content. Let's create space so all possibilities can fit. Mm -hmm. Just like when we want to create space in a class that everybody fit, fits, everybody fits. Mm. Um, th there's something for everybody. We may need to modify the pose. We may need to add another variation of the pose. But everybody's welcome here. Mm. So contextually, let's let's hold a space like that. But but when you're holding that space, and you're you're trying to get through the curriculum, to give them what they need for that day, but also have a, a lot of interaction. What what I've seen is there's there's two kind of ways of doing that. One, you can be quite strict. Someone could, not you specifically, but the trainer could be quite strict and say, okay, guys, let's get through this. This is what we have to do for today. And like what I've seen before is no, no questions unless we get to the very end. Mm. And then what I've noticed is the downside of that is people get a bit shy then to ask a question and they don't open up. But on the flip side, if people can put their hand up at any time, it creates more interaction, but maybe you don't get through the curriculum as much. Uh, and what I'm, um, I'm not saying one is wrong or right because they're different techniques, but what I found really interesting about something you said before is about getting people to open up. You mentioned that you uh, studied acting. Yeah. And when you, when you sat down with, you sat, would sit down one of the, the techniques you did for your, your study was to sit opposite someone and ask them, how are you? And then mm -hmm. sit there and see what unfolds, and I'm I'm I find that um, type of technique fascinating because I did I was in Bali a couple of weeks ago and we did this long eye contact holding with people, <laughs> and I was with my girlfriend and I started crying. I I I couldn't the first time I've ever cried in front of my girlfriend, but it made me it completely opened me up to then we started dancing <laughs> nine a.m. in the morning. And I, I don't drink alcohol anymore. And normally I've never danced while sober. So um, I thought, wow, this the techniques like this can really take layers off. And I'm wondering, I'm just, I'm fascinated. Like, do you use any technique that is at all when you're teaching teacher training? Like these type of um, long eye holding or asking, how are you? And sitting there for half an hour with, with the, do you use anything like that with the students? 
Hmm. Um, so, I would say that I use a combination between the two. The be, there's you said either you ask the question at the beginning or you ask the question at the end. In my trainings, there's space for questions anytime. And it's up to to ask whoever is leading to monitor how much interaction we have on the spot and how much content we can move through. I definitely don't want to move through content if the if I if I don't hear first where the students are at. Going back to that point. So I have no problem. Anybody raising the hand. Sometimes I'm in the middle of a point and I would say, hold that thought. Mm. And when I finish my point, I go back to that student. Yeah. But it keeps it more real. It keeps it more in the moment as to what is needed right now. I definitely want to create a space in which every student feels that they can express themselves. They can ask any question. It's not intimidating. That's My job is to teach. Mm. And I cannot teach if I don't know what they need to know. Mm. So I, I, I choose the middle way that way into... I like to start with questions, I go through content, and then there's space to ask questions as the content happens, because some of those questions are so relevant. Mm. I may be presenting it in a way that is not landing, and if I don't listen to the question, it's not sinking in. Mm. And I need to keep it real, I need to make eye contact, I need to see if um, people are understanding, and, mm. and then that is um, a key part of it. Regarding exercises from from acting, <laughs> I only use them if if um, if I feel that someone can can benefit from that. And sometimes, if you notice that half the group can benefit from that, it's like okay, we're all going to do it. But otherwise, not necessarily. I, I in a few trainings, I had people that couldn't had a hard time projecting their voice. Yeah. So then, yes, I use mm. several acting techniques. For example, I put them in a corner. And they talk to the corner of the wall and that we need to be able to hear them anywhere. Or I blindfold them and it's like, now you teach and you cannot see what you're saying, but we can let you know if what you're saying makes sense or not. So now you need to know and you need to visualize it. You blindfold the, the, the teacher. Okay. Yeah. And they explain, uh, like teacher pose. Yeah, they teach a pose. They have to teach a transition. So now they have to see inside they remembered they've been practicing yoga for a long time what is it like um mm. huh. th there there are many techniques but but again i in in some groups you don't need them sometimes it's cultural but what i've been teaching trainings in in four continents and you definitely notice cultural patterns yeah right okay. and um for example in italy you rarely have to tell a student to speak up <laughs> right they, they are like culturally they are there it's okay to be loud and and it's okay to when they express themselves so but in other places it's not okay it's not what if people are um loud or that are there are cultural boundaries mm -hmm. bottom line we want to train communicators yeah. a, a teacher is a communicator so giving tools for them to communicate in an authentic way and effective mm -hmm. has to be both it has to work i i gotta be able to follow what they're saying mm. yeah i think the the speaking i mean the public speaking so many people are very scared of that and um especially in front of your peers 
when mm-hmm. you're teaching people that are students or they don't know maybe as much about yoga as you do it's way easier but the most ner- nervous i've ever been was teaching my peers yeah uh, because they know if i'm making a mistake yeah <laughs> and um you and that's that's can be quite hard to cut over i, I do i actually believe that that is um so important is how you project your voice and i'm sure anyone that comes from a theatrical background has an advantage when it comes to teaching i imagine mm. could be but we could also we could also fake it and then it's not authentic it sounded great mm. but i didn't buy any word yes yeah and, if, and, yeah if you're acting people yeah. feel it don't they so it's not a performance in that sense mm-hmm. I, i've seen that before it it sounded great. It didn't feel real. Huh. And it's got to be real, too. I would say that definitely if you have not just the acting background, I, I say that anybody that is trained in a creative field, yeah. I've seen it in painters, I've seen it in musicians, I've seen it in actors and dancers. They know that it's something that goes from inside to outside. Mm-hmm. And they they know when they are feeling it and when it's real and when they are faking it. Mm-hmm. And so do we, because the other side, the audience can also read very well. Mm-hmm. So yes, they had the advantage of having trained for for years on on the creative side, on being spontaneous, and and the disadvantage could be is a little too rehearsed. Mm-hmm. It's a little too it's been thought out. A little mm-hmm. too much. It's too much following a script. Mm-hmm. They have an advantage and they could have a disadvantage on, in that as well. I suppose knowing how to use your voice as a tool is an advantage. Learning how to physically use your voice as a tool, the pitch, tone, frequency, all that type of stuff. But then to, sounds cliche, but to find your own voice. I mean, at the start, I tried to speak when I was teaching yoga a lot more eloquently. And uh, then I realized actually my strength was people would kind of just speaking as I normally speak, which is kind of like a bit London, a bit, you know, I don't really probably sound that, um, <laughs> I don't know, sophisticated, <laughs> but um, but it, it suits my style. And, um, but it takes, it takes a while to, to, I think, develop that. Yeah. Um, and yeah and, and also to use language that you're comfortable with i mean i like to thread philosophy into my teaching but i do it in a way that's um the man on the street could understand because that's mm-hmm. how i that's how i understood it yeah you know? when people refer to ancient texts i would be a bit resistant when they would resistant when they would use terms that i didn't understand but they could explain the same concept in a more basic term especially as well um men coming into yoga because i think and i I don't like to or people that identify as men i I don't like to (laughs) (laughs) i don't like to um yeah so people that identify as men i mean men i think are a lot more kind of um take my girlfriend for example i always mention her in my podcast but she's been sending me she's gonna hate me saying this but (laughs) she's she's at body and soul today and she's sending me messages about a tarot card reader she went to saying about our relationship because the tarot card reader said <laughs> about, you know, and I, mine a bit, bit more practical. <laughs> so I've, re- I've re- realized more men come to my classes now and just the masculine energy is more into practicality. 
you know can you explain this in a way that uh, i can understand whereas i think the feminine energy is more about the senses and the emotional side so understanding both of them but speaking in a way that is the, you're talking to people that um understanding what the people need in the class you go to so if i t if i'm teaching a class and people are new and they're um i i they, they've never been to india or they're not they're just in syria speak in a way that's not going to be threatening for them alienate them mm -hmm. but um but again as you said like a teacher training you've got to look at the room and read the room and, and see and see what they need um so I, i'm conscious that it's lunchtime and you you want to we want to have our lunch and no so I, I don't want to keep you for too long but um i just want to ask you uh, because you are a true international teacher i mean you go all around the world you live in switzerland yeah you're from buenos aires uh born in france i grew up in buenos aires oh my god okay yeah. all right hey. but now you're in switzerland yeah yes okay <laughs> and um so do you spend most of your time do you teach public classes in switzerland i don't no no i haven't taught a public class in six years Wow. So your main um, activity is teacher trainings and workshops. And retreats. And retreats. Yeah. Okay, cool. And out of all of them, which which is like your most favorite to do out of those three? I, I only do what I like. So I like all three. Okay. <laughs> Yet I deeply enjoy teacher training because mm. I... I, I love going deep into all the aspects and and it's the right format to delve into texts and mm. to look at anatomy and to actually to develop language. You were talking about how do we speak? Definitely we want to speak to... My goal is to speak to everyone that shows to class mm. and to speak in a term that everybody can understand. Mm. And yet... I'm an educator, so it is also my responsibility to to educate, and I can introduce either language or terms that are foreign to people. Otherwise, there would be no growth. It True. would be the equivalent yeah. to if we were talking about the physical, and if I only move in the way people move. It's like, well, we know that when we start practicing, we 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 still don't know the refinement of the movement, but mm. that doesn't mean that I'm only going to show an unrefined movement. I know where we are right now, and I know the progression as to how this can go, but I also want to give them the possibility, open the space for them to grow. And not everybody... Some people, they may be the first time practicing yoga, mm. but they've been doing gymnastics for 10 years. They can follow. They know what you're talking about. They may, it may be the first yoga class, but they may hold handstand for two minutes. Mm -hmm. Some people come from... I don't want to make any assumptions on anybody. Yeah. And some people have read a lot. We have philosophers and anatomists and people that come to class. So, yes, we talk to the common person, but we also imply refinement. Yeah. Do you know what? A great point because I, I suppose it's how you frame it as well for example i always make the make the sound of the um always start and finish and i'll frame it in a way look i understand you may be a bit resistant to this and i try to explain that if you're not comfortable you can make a humming sound or maybe even if you're not comfortable do it anyway no mm -hmm. big deal so i actually that's, that's a really good point nico because um 
how I came into yoga was I met a teacher who spoke like I spoke and I felt, I was like, oh, I could be like him. Mm-hmm. He, he's like me. And, but then, as you said, in order for growth, sometimes you do have to push people, but not push people, sorry, pull people <laughs> in, into the direction um, of uh, you know, like more uh, philosophy, but to, uh, to that's how you frame it. So you're kind of, um, yeah, that, that is actually a great point. It's, but it's, yes, yeah, how you put it across. Um, yeah, man. You got it. It's the how. Yeah. Let's teach the how. Yeah. And teacher training is about the how. They know the what. Let's teach the how. Let's train how to teach the how. Yeah. And let's remember why. Because the, the, the how relates to the why. Why do we do this? Mm-hmm. And if we forget why, this is, then it's pointless. You're going nowhere with it. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's looking really good and it's going nowhere. So the distinction between the form, we're talking about Hatha Yoga, physical, yeah. as a form, and the action. And the form is external and the action is internal. And to me, the action is more important than the form, meaning it may not look like the cover of Yoga Journal, and yet it's happening on the inside. And sometimes it looks really good, and it doesn't feel that good on the inside. And we, we have way too much evidence all around us. We are in an age of social media, which is the way you want to portray yourself. Mm-hmm. You show the, yourself the way you want to be seen. We know very well that's, that's not the entire picture of who we are. Yeah. And for as long as you know that, no problem. Mm-hmm. Both in yourself. So when you put yourself, I'm not asking you to do, you show yourself the way you want it. That's not the entire picture, probably. And so when I see someone else's uh, profile, I understand that that's how they want to be seen. Mm-hmm. And I also know that there's another side, that there's a depth to that. I have no problem with it, mm-hmm. but it's not the entire picture. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. Well, I wish I could chat to you for longer. Yeah, it's but been you, great. You're a busy man. <laughs> <laughs> so um, thanks so much, Nico. If people want to know more about you, where would they go? Ni- yeah, nicoluche.com is yeah. my website and nicoluche Nico yoga. What's my name? Nicoluche <laughs> yoga. Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I'm not very regular. I get that criticism often. I don't um, care. <laughs> <laughs> I only post when I feel like posting and I take my breaks whenever I want to take my break. Yeah. Someone said, um, I got this review uh, two years ago. And somehow someone said, he was saying that the 10 best profiles on Facebook for yoga. Mm-hmm. And somehow they put my name there with other great names of people that I follow. And they have awesome uh, pages. And the review was really good because he was saying what was good about each one of this, these 10 profiles and what was lacking. So in mine, um, the review is exact is saying he was saying he's not consistent right and he's not going to show you more than what he wants you to see so for example mm. you never see in any of my posts what i eat mm. you don't see where i sleep what you don't see my house you don't see my family mm. they are i have two kids and i have a wife they all have their own profile 
they do whatever they want they showcase the way they want it it's not my job to portray them uh, the way I want them it would be unfair I don't want to promote myself on on anybody else's profile not my kids not my wife not my great colleagues that I work with so I have certain uh, boundaries there and I'm I'm not going to change them at least for the time being so I thought it was a great feedback hmm. I got back and I said thank you that's exactly where it is and not that I'm going to do anything about it but hmm. you you got it hmm. but now you're at a stage where other people promote you anyway I oh mean, yeah I know I knew about you outside of Instagram because word of mouth and also you know you've just been doing it for so long so uh, once again thank you so much Nico. thank you Ple pleasure yeah <laughs> ciao yeah man sweet this podcast was brought to you by om apparel and small changes om apparel are a men's clothing brand that want to encourage more fellas to do yoga yoga is reflected in everything they do from how they manufacture their clothing to how they use sustainable recycled fabrics and even their paper packaging all recycled their fabrics are eco certified because we need to start looking after our planet Go to om.com forward slash hashtag TYLP and check out their full range of eco-active wear for men. Use the promo code Kevin and you get 15% off all items apart from clearance items. So that's Kevin at checkout, 15% off when you go to om.com forward slash hashtag TYLP. Lastly, small changes if you're in the Dublin area, go and visit them. You may see Pada, who was on the podcast a few episodes ago. Organic, eco-friendly, plant-based whole foods and products refills juice bar with zero waste ethos in drum conjure soon to be in glass nevin for me events coming up we got my handstand workshop which is next week july 6th in the elbroom smithfield so that's july 6th saturday elbroom 2 p.m to 4 p.m it's 29 euros 10 percent off for members of the elbroom and then two weeks three weeks after that i have my open day for yoga hub teacher training which is 3 p.m 27th in yoga hub castle knock junction six that's a free event come along you were thinking of doing a teacher training 200 hour with me and Catherine henley and some other great teachers if you're thinking of doing it and you want to ask a few questions it's starting in september come along you get to meet some other potential future trainees and maybe future best friends so all information can be found on kevinboyoga.ie Thanks much for listening. Please leave a review on iTunes or share with your friends on your IG stories. Be good. Have a powerful week. Thank you so much.